Welcome back to the Zohar Daily Study. This week we will be learning Parshat Vayechi in the Zohar. I'd like to um, dedicate this class um, to my brother, Sharon Moshe ben Jacqueline, that Hashem should bless him with bracha, hatzacha, and parnasa, and everything good. Um, we will be able to draw down the Chochmah, the Bina, and the Da'at, the wisdom, understanding, and consciousness of the teachings of the Holy Zohar so we can integrate them into our lives and be worthy vessels to receive Hashem's great light and blessings. So today is day one of the Zohar for Vayechi, and um, we will be reading from page 216b, verses 110 to 115. You can follow along in the text provided. Um, so to, in today's discussion, we're going to learn about the verse that says, and, and Yaakov lived, and Jacob lived. Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda will explain why there's no space in the actual Torah scroll between the, the Parsha of Vaigash, which was last week's Parsha, at the end of it, and the beginning of this week's Parsha, Vaichi, there's no gap between the two like there would be normally um, in the Torah school. So they're going to explore why that is and um, how that is uh, going to reveal to us what life was like for Jacob in Egypt. So let's get started. Verse 110. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt. So they're asking, why is this portion closed? Like I said, there's no space between Vaigash and Vaichi, which would normally be there for normal parshas. Rabbi Jacob said, when Jacob died, Israel's eyes were closed. Israel was another name for um, for Jacob. Rabbi Yudamar, they're saying that after um, Jacob's died, they were um, now considered that they uh, descended into Galus, into exile. And the Egyptians made um, the nation of Israel slaves. Verse 111, Rabbi Shimon Amar, uh, Rabbi Shimon said, It is written above, So this we learned last week, um, where it was um, referring to um, the, the tribe of Israel, um, the tribe of all the tribes were the nation of Israel. They dwelt in the land of Egypt, in Goshen, and they took possession of the land and they grew and they multiplied. Um, so we, we were talking last week about how they, they were living luxurious lives. So this, this verse from last week, um, was directly followed by the verse from this week that says Yaakov, and, and Jacob lived. So the reason why there's no gap is because we're not supposed to separate between the two. Rather, there's a connection between the two. So they're saying that, um, that the, the tribes, all of Israel, they lived in luxury, like kings, the kabilu inuga vichisufin the garmeu, and they received all the pleasures, and they lacked for nothing. 
אופי הקוב נאמה קיים בתפנוקי מלכין, בעינוגה וכיסופה לגרמן. So they're saying not only were his offspring, um, like hit the, the head of the tribes and, and the entire families, but also Yaakov himself also lived a life of luxury and pleasure when he um, moved to Egypt. Therefore, the verses are not separated, meaning that it's, they were connected because he himself lived this beautiful, luxurious life that, that the rest of them did. Verse 1.12, Here in Egypt, it is considered that Jacob lived because here he actually lived. He, um, life was... more vibrant, more joyful, more um, pleasurable for him. So they're saying that all of his life, it was not said of him that he lived. Why? Because his life, unfortunately, was a life full of sorrow. Alektiv, of him it is written, Um, they're saying that in, in, in connection to a verse from Job 3.26, it says, I had no repose. This is within the context of his life working for Lavan. I had no rest. This is connection to Esav. They always felt like Esav was going to come after him, nor was it quiet. And that was within the context of the story of Shechem and Dina and that Yet trouble came, and that was with a story of Joseph. So he had so many intense negative experiences that were that scattered throughout his life. He, he never had a chance to just like have calm, and there was always troubles for him, um, unfortunately, out of probably more so than any of the other patriarchs. He suffered the most. Batar Danachat Lemitzarin Ikrevayechim. But after, when he went down to Egypt, it finally says of him and Jacob lived. So they're saying, what were the things that made him feel alive? He saw his son become a king. So that's um, Yosef. He saw that all his sons were pure and righteous. And They all were living a life of pleasure and luxuries of the world. And he was dwelling in their midst as good as wine resting on its lees. Um, I know that's a weird word. <laughs> that's, it's a word connecting to wine. And then it is said, Jacob lived. So again, they're repeating the same, the same idea. Therefore, there's no separation. There's no space between the last pasuk, the last verse of Vayigash, where it says, and they grew and they multiplied exceedingly. And the first pasuk, the first verse of this parsha, which says, and Jacob lived, because it's all one thing connecting one to the other, that they, that they all lived a life of pleasure and luxury. Verse 1.13. It says that he lived 17 years. He asked why 17 years in Egypt. 
Ella Amal Rabbi Shimon. So, um, so this one of the rabbis is quoting Rabbi Shimon. The Jacob was sorrowful all his life, and his days passed in sorrow in the beginning. So they're saying when Yosef, when Yaakov finally saw Yosef um, and he met him after all those years of not knowing where he was and he was um, so depressed from, from that loss when he finally saw him, Jacob looked at Joseph and his soul was made whole. Like he finally was whole. He finally felt like at peace. It was for him as if he saw Joseph's mother. And Joseph's mother was Rachel, who we know was um, Yaakov's most cherished wife, who um, unfortunately died young when she gave birth to uh, Binyamin. So, the appearance, the beauty of Yosef very much resembled the beauty and the appearance of his mom, Rachel. And after seeing Yosef, after all this time, it, it seemed to him as if he had never known sorrow. Next verse, 114. So when Joseph departed for him, meaning um, they're talking about when Joseph disappeared um, those years long ago. It came to pass that I had no repose, no, no rest, no quiet, your trouble came. So again, you are seeing the Zohar is, is just repeating itself, but it's going to add another layer. So they're saying out of all the different things that Yosef um experienced throughout his life, all the different hardships, the most difficult thing that was the hardest thing for him of all to experience was what happened to him um, with Yosef. When Joseph was once separated from him, it is said Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock. They're saying that um, Yosef was 17 when he dis- when he, um, his brothers sold him to Egypt. All his days, Jacob had no such sorrow. He used to weep every day for the 17 years that he had with Joseph. Verse 115. So it says... Um, um, that um, Hashem promised Yosef uh, when when um, Yaakov had to make a decision about moving the entire family to Egypt. Hashem finally came to him in prophecy after so many years of of not um, having prophecy, and he told him that Yosef shall put his hand on your eyes, meaning that um, that 
Yosef will be there when he passes. Here, so they're saying, here you go. Hashem is blessing you with another 17 years together with him. That just like Yosef was 17 um, and he had 17 years that were good when he was with him in Israel. Now he's going to have another 17 years to enjoy him in um in Egypt, in pleasure and delight and luxury and, and having everything that they needed. So this is the meaning of why it said, and Jacob lived in the land of Egypt for 17 years. Come and see the Shekhinah of the glory of the Holy One, blessed be He, was with him all those years, for we, for which reason it says um, all those years in Egypt are called life. Okay, so I'd like to now explore what is the core takeaway from this um, selection. Obviously, we connect the dots between um, how the Shekhinah um, did not rest on um, Jacob during those years when he was mourning the loss of Yosef. And only when he finally saw Yosef again and he knew that Yosef was alive, did the Shekhinah now rest with him. So I want to explore this concept a little bit because we see that there's a direct connection between a prophecy and Hashem's Shekhinah resting on him and, and joy and, and not being in sorrow. So we see, we see in, um, in the Torah that Hashem's presence went with the Jewish people into exile. The Shekhinah was with them when they went to Egypt. So I wanted to read a, a short selection from the Talmud that talks about the connection between joy and the Shekhinah. This is Shabbat um, 30b, verse 5. It says, It's to teach us that the Shekhinah only rests it does not rest in a place where there is it doesn't rest in a place where there's sadness. It doesn't rest in a place where there's laziness. Not in a place of laughter or silliness. Not from a useless conversation. That only from the joy that comes from doing a mitzvah. As it is written, this is referring to the prophet Elisha that um, after he um, became angry at one of the kings, his prophetic spirit left him, but then he requested for one of the musicians. He said to him, bring me a musician to play music for him. And that's when the Shekhinah came back to him. So we see here the emotional energy of a prophet or of anyone really impacts whether Hashem's Shekhinah is with them. So how do we make this relevant in our lives? I wanted to to really ask you to think of how can you draw the Shekhinah closer to you in your life? How can you increase joy in your life through gratitude, through mindfulness, through saying blessings, through praying and meditating and doing acts of chesed, acts of kindness and overcoming negative emotions and negative reactions and just living from a place 
of calm and peace and feeling blessed. So just like we learned last week from King David, where it says, the living one is correspond, the living person is corresponding to the living God. Then when you vibrate in a place of being alive, of being joyful, um, that's when Hashem is drawn to you and, and the Shekhinah will rest on you. So how can you be more alive? How can you be more joyful? What can you do in your life in order to raise your vibrations? And, and when you do have these good vibrations, how does it make you feel closer to Hashem and to truly experience the Shekhinah?